April Fools. April Fools. <laughs> uh, we're so funny. I don't take credit for any of this joke. That was Michael's idea. Welcome to the Center Cut. I'm Dave. I am Michael. You are Michael, and we're here today to talk about Black Swan. So for April Fools, instead of watching the first 15 and last 15 of the movie, we decided to be weird. And we are watching 30 minutes in the middle of Black Swan. But not only that, that would have been too easy. Way too easy. So we watched it without audio. Mm-hmm. Zero audio, a chunk right in the middle from 39 minutes and 32 seconds all the way through to one hour, nine minutes in 32 seconds. Just the middle chunk, no audio. You want to know what my new favorite thing is? Watching dance movies without sound. Not a good choice. That's the thing. We don't know until we watch it because none of these movies we've seen before. Yeah. For example, I didn't know this movie was going to be about so much masturbation. Didn't know it. Didn't know it. But there it is. Are we going to talk about the elephant in the room? Um, I mean, we could talk about the black swan in the room. I'm talking about COVID-19. Oh, that bitch. I mean, it's been a few weeks now. I haven't left my house in months. Months. I haven't showered in three weeks, guys. I believe it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, we're not going to make lame toilet paper jokes or anything like that. That's been beaten to death. But these are frightening times. They're scary times. How are we supposed to get our wieners? Seriously. And I have my first child due in June. And now I have to worry that I might not even be able to be in the room to yell at my wife to push. Like, how is she going to manage without me berating her while I cringe in the corner? Can you Amazon wieners? No. Prime Pantry is closed. Well, it depends on the type of wiener, I suppose. That's That's true. We can do this. We just got to hunker down, listen to more of our podcast, right? There's so much of it. There's really not a lot, but there's many episodes you can go back and listen to. And if you haven't yet, check out Thirst for Knowledge podcast. After you listen to ours. After ours. We were guests, Mm -hmm. Dave, you and I. And actually, the episode has already came out by the time you're hearing this, March 26th. But there is a follow-up second episode of us on April 2nd, because we did two Um, And there's going to be more to come there. We won't talk about that yet. You'll have to listen to Thirst for Knowledge. Check them out. And yeah, please do it. For sure. Are we ready to talk about Black Swan now? We are. I'm done talking about coronavirus. Black Swan came out 2010. Drama slash thriller. Had an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is on the higher end of the spectrum from the movies that we've experienced, considering the last one we did was a zero. Starring Natalie Portman and Mila Kunis. Directed by Darren Aronofsky. This movie won quite a few awards, uh, mostly for Best Actress. So an Academy Award for Best Actress, a Golden Globe for Best Actress. But more importantly, the most important award it won was a Teen Choice Award for Best Drama. (laughs) Wait, teens were watching this movie? I know, right? I saw that and I was like, oh no, this is what's happened to our youth. Sad. 
So, Michael, what did we see in the first 15 minutes? And just a reminder, again, there's no audio. No audio. Just seeing things with our eye holes. That's it. Mm -hmm. So it starts out with Natalie in bed. Mm -hmm. And I'm already confused. Oh, yeah. How old is she? Like her bed and room are that of a 12 year old. They're mm-hmm. pink with butterfly wallpaper, stuffed bunnies all over the fucking place. Mm-hmm. But physically, she looks like she's early to mid 20s. Yeah, I would guess that as well. We do know, uh, or at least we don't know, but she drinks uh, in a later part of the uh, the section that we watched. So she's got to be at least 21 from what we're assuming, unless she had a fake ID or something like that. I would, I would guess early 20s. Yeah, 23, 24. Why is her room like that? There are a lot of questions I have about Natalie Portman's living situation. Yeah. So right away, she starts to masturbate. And it's unfair. Like, we wanted to not be as obscene in this podcast. We picked a ballet movie. Yeah, we're trying really hard, guys, but we keep on coming back to masturbation and penises. Like, I'm so sorry. But no, but how would we even know that that's what this is about? This movie, uh, from what the section we saw, was basically a sexually frustrated girl who is trying to make love to whatever she can get her hands on. And also, she dances a little. Yeah. It's wild. That's like also, the, the elevator pitch of this movie. And also, masturbation is more awkward to watch in silence. It's really, really very awkward. Yeah. The 12-year-old room that was around her also made it really difficult to watch. Personal question for you, Dave. Mm-hmm. Do you make noises when you jerk your penis? Oh, great question. It depends on what kind of mood I'm in, I think. I'm a strong silent type. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm not surprised. She rides around in her bed, grinding on her own fingers until she looks over and sees a sleeping lady. Yes. Is this her mom? Yes. That's I my can't guess. tell, though. It doesn't look the same as exactly the same as the lady we see later, which I guess we don't know that's her mom because there's no audio, but I'm assuming it's her mom or an aunt or um, some motherly figure that she lives with. So, yeah, so I'm I'm pretty confident it's her mom, too, and I, I am pretty confident that it's the same lady we see later in a few different instances although she did look a little different you're right but i i'm pretty confident this it's the same uh woman later on in this movie and and we can get into this a little bit later um she's getting phone calls from someone labeled as mom and it was after she had a little tussle with the this lady so i'm i'm pretty comfortable saying that it's her mom or it's someone that she refers to as a mother figure, even though, because this gives me very like evil stepmother vibes or something like that, you know? Yeah. Did, is she really there? Or it's just it's just in her imagination, right? No, I'm pretty sure she's really there. Really? I thought, okay. I thought it was just in her head. Like, cause she, wouldn't she look over and see her in the first place? Or maybe her mom just came in while she was doing it? I don't, I don't know. But no, because she's think, sleeping. So she yeah, just I mean, I think, sleeping immediately. I think her mom just fell asleep watching Natalie Portman sleep. Okay. And that is weird. And I can imagine it'd be a buzzkill, too. Like, looking over and seeing that while you're getting all down and dirty. Like, I yeah, bet that's what super religious people deal with if they choose to stroke it. Like, they're yep. just whamming away, and all of a sudden, a big hairy Jesus is just staring mm-hmm. at you going, Tisk, you naughty disciple. Big hairy Jesus. Yeah, not what he's usually known for being big and hairy, well, but well, I don't yeah. mean like like hairy, like he's got a big beard and stuff. I don't big know. Big and hairy. Anyway. Big hairy Jesus. Anyway, we're now at ballet practice, and mm-hmm. some girl starts crying, and everyone crowds around her like they're zombies about to eat her shit. 
Yeah, that was an odd scene. This ugly-ass dude with a nose too big for his head sits with our girl by a fountain and touches her face. What do you think they're talking about? That's a great question. I don't know. We learn later that this guy is the dance instructor or leader of whatever she's doing. He is is bossing her around later on in the, in the section that we watched. So it's probably a, some kind of conversation about the dance. But it also seems like he is coming on a little heavy mm-hmm. and wants wants a little bit of that Natalie Portman action. Yeah. So I think it might also have to do with what we see next. So uh, immediately after Natalie visits a sleeping girl in the hospital whose leg is all kinds of messed up. So I'm guessing that when the girl came in crying to the class or the practice or whatever, mm-hmm. she was like, hey, Betty got Tanya Harding. Can I have her part now? And and Natalie went to go see that girl after like talking with the dude and be like, hey, like I should go see her. And he was like, yes, you can do go like this is I know you want to practice, but go see her. And that's why she did. You think so? What if that girl was supposed to be the big part in the big show and she got Tanya Harding and now he is asking Natalie Portman to be the main event? I mean, that could be it, too. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's probably it then. Got him. Nailed it. Got him. That's it. Nailed yep. it. We don't need to do any more of the movie. Shut it off. We're done. Okay. We got it. See you guys. Have a good afternoon. Hey, I remembered we wanted to do something that we forgot we were going to do. Because what? we didn't hear any of the names of any of these characters and we have no idea what they are named, we should name them so that we don't have to keep referring to them as guy with large nose or creepy mother figure. Although I... those are great names. Yeah. Well, Natalie, I'm cool just calling her Natalie. That's because so the way that her character is, or at least was, I feel like it's just like a plain, boring, nice, prim woman name like Anne or Nan. What about Blanche Swansea? Blanche? No, Blanche mm-hmm. is someone that's like 72. <laughs> she is 12. <laughs> that's true. Have you She's ever met anyone named Blanche? Blanche? That's under the age of 75. I haven't met anyone named Blanche ever. That's that's a good point. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I agree. We could keep it as Natalie or something, You like you said, very, very plain, you know, Sarah. Yeah, she looks like a Sarah. Sarah. There it is. Locked it in. So Sarah checks out the girl's leg again and bumps into a nurse. Mm-hmm. But then she's back at her apartment and she finds a big old stick by the trash can and brings it to her room for later. When she brings that stick back to her room, she kind of tests it. So my guess, it, it, she tests it by jamming it behind her door, kind of in between the door jam and the wall to keep the door from opening. It can only open like an inch or two. I would assume that crazy, creepy m- mom, we should come up with a name for her, doesn't have locks on that door and... You know, Sarah doesn't want creepy mom coming in while she's trying to do the dirty when she wakes up in the morning. Yeah, I mean, that's obvious. But I so I'm a man. So I was thinking filthy things, especially considering her penchant for clip diddling. But <laughs> like, I thought she was going to, you know, use it in other ways. You um, thought she was going to use that three foot metal rod in other ways. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. What um, kind of porn are you watching on the weekend, Tommy? <laughs> Jeez Louise. 
on the weekends. Come on. Anyway, <laughs> I guess um, I, now with now with coronavirus, it's a twenty four seven kind of thing, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we do anyway, need a name for the mom. Mom. Nope. Nailed it. Okay. <laughs> Katrina. Katrina. Mm-hmm. Why Katrina? Because it's long for Kathy. Oh, see, that's kind of ironic because I I wanted to name her Annie Wilkes. The reason I wanted to name her Annie Wilkes is because that is the character of Kathy Bates in Misery. And I feel like that's kind of what's going on here. There you go. Annie Wilkes it is. (laughs) So we're back at practice. And every time I see these fools dance, I think of that tra-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la-la. You know that guy? (laughs) Yeah, I love that guy. La-la-la-la-la-la. I don't know what it is. It's just the way that they gallivant around on stage and like without being able to hear the audio. That's all I can picture in my mind. I'm not going to be able to watch it without that now. So so there's that. Anyway, then... Sarah is backstage, and this lady is straight up manhandling her breasts. Yeah, saw that. Yeah, she's getting getting some some massage deep slash massages. chiropractic. Uh, yeah, deep deep massaging. You know what bothers me? <laughs> That's where you say what bothers you. <laughs> People with dirty bottomed feet. Oh like, man, those dirty dirty bottom feet. Like, Wear some fucking foot gear. Wash them shits. Ugh. Like, I just can't take it. Like, they're so brown. I find it hard to believe that her feet get that nasty inside those ballet slippers. So I just imagine that she was barefoot. I, You know what it is? It's not even the dirtiness. Of, I just don't like people who do things barefoot. Unless you're at the beach or you're home on a carpet, you should not be barefoot. No, it's, I enjoy it's, being it's just barefoot. an unspoken rule. No. Yeah. Screw you. I enjoy being barefoot. I don't go out in the like public in the in bare feet unless like you like the the example you gave of being at the beach or something. But I mean, I don't mind go, going out in my yard in bare feet, hanging out with my dogs. You know, Ugh, gross. Like that. Okay, yeah, maybe in the 1300s, but they invented shoes for a reason. Yeah, to wear to protect your feet and to protect the world from your feet. No, I don't need to protect my grass from my feet or my feet from my grass. Are you the type of person who can't appreciate some freshly cut grass in between your toes? Definitely not. Ugh. That's the best. No. Anyway, Ugly Nose Man turns off all the lights. Nope. We need a name for Ugly Nose Man. Pedro. <laughs> not even close. How could, how would Pedro be a name for this guy? I don't know. What do you got? Hansy McHarassmentine. Hansy. That, but that's too long. Hansy McHarassmentine. Can I just call him Hansy? You sure can. For short? Okay. Yeah. So Hansy turns off all the lights and kicks everyone but Sarah out. Now, even without sound, I can tell that this guy is such a blowhard douchebag. Such a douche. Oh, yeah. What does he do now? His namesake? His namesake. He's inappropriate, obviously. He kisses her, his enormous beak poking her in the eye. Yeah. He feels her sweaty body up and grabs her by the pussy. No lie, like that's legitimately what he does. And it then he just he walks away. He just walks away, leaving her to cry on the floor. Yeah, that was odd how he was just like like all over and then he was like, I'm "Done. See ya. Got what I needed." <laughs> yeah. It's gross. Mhm. But my favorite Mila Kunis comes in to save her. Mm-hmm. But but oh, does she mean? save her? Because she's she? clearly a bad influence in this movie. She is the devil on Sarah's proverbial shoulder forcing her to do things like smoke and more things later way more things do we have a name for mila yeah we need a name for mila what do you got or do you want me to go first this time you can go, I'll first. go first jen mccormick okay why because she's that's after Katarina. ren mccormick 
the the bad influence from Footloose way over my head. So it's clearly it's the op. She's the opposite of Sarah. It's got to be something that's like true, a, like a fiery Blatch. name, like Lysandra. Lysandra. <laughs> okay, we'll go with Lysandra. Okay, I like it. But anyway, more on Lysandra later. God, I don't believe we have to say that. That <laughs> we have to say that so many times now. Were you thinking of that when you came up with a crappy name like Lysandra? I just came up with it on the spot, man. Well, you should have thought a little bit harder. Now we have to say Lysandra like a hundred times. Sarah <laughs> has some more alone time in the tub, which obviously means more rubbing to puss. Oh, yeah. Get into it, girl. She realizes that during her Finger Olympics, she scratched her own back to the point of bleeding. But instead of using a Band-Aid on her fingers, she leans into the dark side and cuts her finger with scissors. I have some thoughts. First and foremost, did you just neglect the fact that she saw a ghost or something no i didn't neglect the fact it's just i don't know how to explain it she sees a woman's face she sees like water she's she's making herself go and then she gets disappointed in the fact that it's not not a real boy so she puts her head under underwater and then drips of blood drip into the water from we're assuming her finger because she was scratching at her back and cutting herself and then she just sees a person and it startles her and then the person's gone she's weird there's some stuff going on i think that she has some kind of mental something i think that's but, the idea is that she has something that she's dealing with obviously well she has and she has such a demonic look on her face when she when she cuts herself portman played this very well i can see why she did win some awards yeah yeah she's uh she's very good i I think that she was cutting herself because she had gotten blood under her fingernails that she couldn't get out and she didn't want her she didn't want annie wilkes to know what happened that was my guess that's a poor reason for cutting your finger more i mean what do you got then why did she do it because she's just getting darker and darker maybe which is what the guy wants hansy wants her to to you know to lean into this and uh, i think it's for her performance yeah so i i i agree that he's trying to to push her to to kind of get get dark really get into a a bad place and and definitely uh getting her all all sexually frustrated was contributing she seems so frustrated like but she wants it so bad do you think she's a virgin it's hard for me to think of someone over the age of 20 nowadays i just don't think that's possible no i don't think so although but here's with her mom like that in a 12 year old's bedroom maybe yeah see and what i'm almost thinking is that her mom is trying to groom her to be you know the best dancer ever and having sex would ruin her why like because she'd be all like bow-legged and stuff no i i don't i don't think it would actually ruin her obviously i think that it's it's just something that in her mom's head like it's just another thing to take her attention away from dancing and uh, away from this and that she wouldn't have the same you know pep in her step i suppose okay i guess anyway we do go back to the practice we get more tra-la-la-la-la and mm-hmm. hansy says i'm assuming some snide remarks about how nobody assaults her quite like him and blah 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 <laughs> and that's 
the end of my time. It's on to your section, David. Yeah, yeah. So so my 15 minutes uh, picked up right at the end of that dancing scene. Basically, Hansy storms out of the room, just angry about something. And then we cut back to, to Sarah, who's, you know, distressed at this point. Cut to her in the dressing room. Looks like she's calling, calling Lysandra out. See, I now realize that you've picked Lysandra and Lysandra is the main character in 99% of my section. So you don't really have to say Lysandra that many times, but I'm going to have to say it like 50 times. And you've done this to me and it was malicious and I'm mad about it. You'll be all right. Sarah goes storming into the dressing room looking looking for Lysandra. Um, it looks like they get not into a physical tussle, but it looks like they're uh, they're having some words. They chat and then... And Sarah ends up kind of storming off as Lysandra goes back to whatever she was doing. I like her earrings. If I was a girl, I'd totally rock long, dangly earrings, like the really long, obnoxious ones. Like, I'd be the weird, loud girl who smelled like old fish and had full-size cartons of juicy juice, like, hanging from her lobes. All of that seems accurate. So we got to Sarah on the train, where we find an old pervert who is making kissy faces at her. He licks his lips kind of like the fat dude from Human Centipede. <laughs> and then we kind of cut back and it looks like he'd be stroking. There's a lot going on. Why is she so concerned with people seeing her masturbate? <laughs> okay. Hold on. There's a lot going on here. First of all, I don't know why that was that was the transition you wanted to do from this old pervert who was kind of sort of masturbating on the train to her. I guess is that is that the line you were drawing? Yeah, I well, I just like she's constantly worried about it and picturing people watching her. Like, I don't know. I just don't like. Can't she just close her door and do it in peace? No, I think that's the point. She can't. But why? But why? Because her mom's a crazy person. She can't put a lock on her door. She could barely even leave her house. Store. Oh, go go to like. Come on, you're an adult. You're an adult. Go to the hardware store, buy a lock, put it on the door. You're good. No, no, no. You you are <laughs> Hold on. Okay. If she was raised in a household in which she was not given any empowerment or any thought to ever being able to accomplish anything on her own, and then she grows up to be dancing is the only thing that she knows, and she really never learned anything else, and her mom has sheltered her from pretty much everything, you think that someone who has experienced all of that would still be able to, you know, just go down to the hardware store and throw a lock on the door. No harm, no foul. If you're an adult person, yes. If not, then you're a weak fuck. Okay, well then Sarah's a weak fuck because I don't think <laughs> I don't think that with all, everything that she had been to through up to this point that that we've even seen. Where 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 excuses. She's fine. She's fine. Oh man. You're you can go get... out to the bar. If you can go out to the bar and get a drink, you can go you can put a lock on a door. Like, come on. Are you trying to just kill our podcast? <laughs> what do you mean? Suck up your mental problems. No one gives a shit. That's not what I'm saying. It That's is kind what of I'm what uh, it's kind of a little bit what you're saying. But okay, well, if her mental problems are that bad, then why can she just go why can she go to the bar later and like fawn over dudes? Like her mom no. wasn't gonna let her. Her mom, like, tried to stop her, and she just went. But she did that. If she can do that, then well, that's just excuses. It's just excuses, man. Okay. Well. If you can do one thing. Why can't you do the other? True. Or she could okay. just let people I mean, watch her masturbate. 
Yeah, exactly. 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 Go forth. <laughs> so we cut to her home where she's uh, prepping her, her dancey shoes with Annie Wilkes. And uh, they seem to be kind of arguing about something. Uh, probably, you know, I don't like to dance that much. No, you're going to be a dancer. I don't care. Kind of conversation. We hear. Nope. We see a knock at the door. We see the mom get up to answer the door. Isn't going to tell Sarah who's there, but Sarah rushes to the door anyways and sees that it is none other than Lysandra who has uh, come to, I would assume, repent for whatever she did previously and ends up bringing Sarah out for the evening against Annie Wilkes's wishes. So they head out to looks like a restaurant slash bar let's see what happens in the bar so much happens in the bar so we're there lissandra tries to give sarah a pill of some sort also is it molly you think it's molly i assume that's a designer drug for girls of that age i don't even know if molly's a pill what the fuck do you think it is i don't know oh my god sorry sheltered yeah sorry don't know drugs bud so (laughs) we got uh she tries to give her molly and sarah decides she doesn't want it but lissandra gives her a black tank top as well so sarah heads into the bathroom to try on the blank tank top that lissandra just gave her as she's coming out she sees lissandra talking to two gentlemen at the bar they have drinks there and lissandra is opening up that pill and dumping it into a drink Looks like she's trying to uh, to roofie Sarah a little bit. Being a woman must be so hard. Yep. Especially if your wing woman is doing things like this. But it, you know what it is? It's not even her. It's all the men in this movie are frightening. Like maybe it's because there's no sound, but they all look menacing and angular and ready for doing vile things. Yeah. I don't know if there was one guy that we saw in the whole movie that was just like, oh, that looks like a nice dude. No, they all look like they're devils like ready to destroy her it's gross yeah Yeah, must be hard to be a woman but just get out there and get the fucking lock and change it on the door (laughs) how hard can that be okay all right so so sarah comes out of the bathroom sees them sees lissandra spiking her drink but chooses to drink it anyway you know fuck it i don't care and then yolo yep yolo indeed before yolos existed we see just a them hanging out at the bar with the the two guys they're all chatting and then the screen goes red and black and it's just a rave that they're at like i don't think it was the same bar that they're currently in they must have gone somewhere else because this shit got real like i I almost had a seizure I think they're in the same bar. I think it's just the drugs taking effect. Like, I think we're seeing it from the perspective of Sarah, and that's what her mind is doing. Gotcha. So the location didn't change, but her perception of the location changed. That's what I think. But that's what I picture hell looking like. Yeah. That's my hell. My hell is a place where you have to dance with a lot of colors. It was. (laughs) That seems like. My heaven is watching you dance in a place with a lot of colors. (laughs) This rave scene goes on for a little bit, and we're only seeing bits and pieces of her dancing with guys, dancing with Lysandra, just having a grand old time. Then just all stop to her making out in the bathroom from 8 Mile with some dude. Not Rabbit. 
nope, definitely not Rabbit, unfortunately. It would have been a whole different movie. She comes kind of stomped out of that out of that bathroom. She's finally kind of come to and realize what the hell's going on, and she's not into it. So runs all the way out of the bar. Lysandra comes running after her. They decide that they're going to leave. They get in a cab. And just like everyone else in this movie, Lysandra grabs Sarah's pussy. Everyone wants Sarah's pussy for some reason. They get back to her apartment that she shares with Annie Wilkes. They are both laughing and giggling and enter enter into the, the house all drunk and out of the the blackness of the, the living room comes Annie Wilkes in, in the most creepy fashion possible. Just when things were going to get fun, mom comes in with the claw. Yeah, that was crazy. She uh she really seems trying to manhandle Sarah, trying to uh trying to grab her and telling her no and and things like that. At least you could you can kind of tell that there was a tussle there. Sarah is able to break loose. She runs into the bedroom with Lysandra and then throws that that um that dildo bar that Michael was talking about earlier onto the floor to prevent the door from opening. Screams a few things at her mom and then has sex with Lysandra. But we end. don't we don't get to finish. Mila starts going downtown. No one gets to finish. <laughs> the movie no, ends. No one gets to end. finish on this one. <sighs> God. I know. Are you as sexually frustrated as I am? No. Maybe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, got it. Knew it. And that was it. That was it. So just a lot of people trying to grab Sarah's pussy, including Sarah, and that's all that happened in 30 minutes. This movie revolves around Natalie Portman's vagina. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or at least the middle section does. Do you think they cast her specifically for her vagina? Yes. Now, this is different because we don't we don't need to figure out the middle. Now, I guess we kind of need to figure out the ends. I'm far less interested in the beginning of this movie than the end, though. Like, Yeah, and I think we talked about some of what, what probably would have been shown in the beginning, kind of the relationship between her and her mother and her um, her rise to stardom in the dance world. So we've, we've talked about a lot about that. I don't think that's, that's too important. Yeah. Now, for the end... Like she's clearly getting darker and taking more chances and tapping into her sexuality, like as the movie progresses. So I'm assuming Mm -hmm. that it continues to go that way. But like, Mm -hmm. what is the culmination of that darkness? Like, does she hurt or kill her mom? I, oh man, I'm glad you're on that train because that's what what you thought too. That's what I want to happen. That's what this movie is worth an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes if she fucking kills her mom. What about the dance teacher guy? Like, yeah, that guy's an asshole. Does she hate fuck him or does she kill him? Like what? I think, uh, see, there's a part of me that just thinks that Lysandra is somehow turns on her. It's just what I believe Mila Kunis as an actress to be. I feel like that's a lot of her roles is is that uh, she just has that that kind of feel to her. I I think Turn, that turns on her in what way? What do you mean? I don't know. Just does does something, you know, you know, tells everyone that that she's a sexually frustrated 12 year old or I I don't know something. I feel like she does something nasty. OK. And then but then and that causes Sarah to get even more dark and angry and, and yeah, it just by the end of it, she just hates everyone. Like there's no one who is on her side. There is no one she trusts. And she just hates the world. 
do you think she do you think there's any like self mutilation or, or harm i mean there already kind of was in the tub i don't it might not even be something that she purposefully does but especially like you said if mila does turn on her you know that that person that she's allowed to get that close to her i can see that really destroying her world and, and making her do things that she wouldn't normally have done yeah, I um I I think there probably could be. I almost feel like the amount that she pushes pushes herself in dance is almost self-mutilation as it is when we see her like getting uh getting massaged uh and and getting the all that taken care of and stuff. It just seems like dance is already taking its toll on her body as it is. Um, dance people are crazy. Yeah, man. And uh, like this series of a level, I I wouldn't be surprised if it's kind of like this, which is frightening. Hmm. Now, do you see? Do you think we actually get to see the performance that she's been practicing this whole time, or does her craziness take over and she descends into madness like before it can even happen? I would assume we do, mainly because I do know just from our research and getting this all taken care of that, like the box art and everything is her like actually dressed to dance in full full outfit, ready to go. I would assume they didn't just do that for the box. But I could be wrong. Now, I think I think that her dance just ends up being great because she has just gotten so dark and maybe like she gets arrested afterward for killing Annie Wilkes. Yeah, no, I can I can kind of see that. I think, like you said, maybe she nails the performance. But at what cost? Like you let yeah. this whole thing consume you. Yeah, you nailed the dance. But now, like your life is in shambles. <laughs> yeah, you have a dead mom. <laughs> yeah. I mean, good riddance. I hated yeah, her. No, for sure. But also, yeah, I, like I you said, if she if she killed Hansi McHarassmentine, yeah, he he could the world could do without him as well. He seemed like a total douche. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like a happy ending to this movie would have been her killing people. Yeah, I don't think there's any real happy ending because even yeah, I mean, I again, think so. all she's working towards is is this performance. So yeah, she might nail that, but that's not it's not really going to be happy. Yeah, definitely. And if she fails, well, then that's not happy either. Like, there's there's no positive way that this is going to end. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely, and and I I'm almost interested enough to go back and watch the whole movie because shit could get really real after after the part that we saw. I I would imagine that was kind of almost a high point or or a climax to her joy, and I feel like after that, it probably just got destroyed. Mm. And and like the movie itself, it, I mean, I I can see why it, it's critically well received. I mean, the acting seems to be good, at least the the mm. physical acting. Yes, yeah, they're all, all talking like Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> <laughs> and and there's definitely some some strong like cinematography. So yeah, it, I'd be interested to maybe see the rest. That's your pussy. Huh? <laughs> that was my Pee Wee Herman guys. It sounded a little bit like Mickey Mouse, and I'm so sorry for that. Yep, that's all I got. Yeah, so something that was I I was curious about and might actually uh, inform a little bit of what we were talking about here is what the fuck happens when they go to leave that room? Like she has uh, the sexy time with uh, with Lysandra. When she comes out of that room, her mom's going to lose it. But also like not only yes, but be- also because the door isn't able to be fully <laughs> No, I thought that like, too. Is like she can still I, open it and look in and peek and like I, I don't know. Has like, to has to has to be a scene uh, that they cut away from them having sweet sweet love and seeing the mom just her eye peering through the crack of the door. <laughs> there has to be. But if you really wanted to, like 
even if that is a, a piece of metal blocking the door, it's only at the bottom of the door. Like anyone with half a muscle in their arm could could push through the top part of the door or even snap the door. Mm. If you really wanted to get in. Like if, if I was a mother and I saw my son or daughter having sex with someone when I'm when I, okay, let's let yep. me back up. Yeah, like if I was me, a parent how you're not gonna let your child have sex. No, I mean I am, but if <laughs> I, especially if they're twenty one, like that's cool. Yeah. But that's true. but do it when I'm not there watching you. Agreed. And and especially but again, uh, this is also coming from this being her mom. Like her mom is this protective and this, you know. Yeah, I think that's the problem is that will. she can't not do it when she's not watching her because she's always watching her. Well, do it somewhere else. Yeah, that's do it, true. Like, they I, like, went, there, I, like, why didn't they go back to the Lissandra's house? <laughs> right. And like I saw I, in the newspaper, someone in a nearby town of mine, they got caught having sex behind a dumpster at a chicken joint. Like if you can do it there, why are you in your own apartment where with your your jesus mom looking over you with jesus mom Ugh. there was a scene when her and lissandra were doing their thing that lissandra is is down i i don't quite have the the vocabulary that michael <laughs> does so i don't know if i'm gonna be able to explain this in in a way that is is quite as clear lissandra is is downtown and she pokes her head up and it's so for a second, she sees the same lady that she saw in the water in the bath earlier. Her mom. And then she freaks out and then it's back to Lysandra again. Was that her mom she was seeing? I think so. You think so? Because that is fucked up. That That is very hard to come back from. Yeah. Yeah. If she was she able does. to climax, I would be amazed. <laughs> I'd really be amazed. Are we sure this movie isn't just a lesson on how to climax? Could be. Too bad we missed it. We'll never know. Nope. Oh, well. We'll have to just continue what we're doing. So we had some listener questions this week that I think we can get into now, unless you had anything else you wanted to go over. No, I'm ready for the questions. Great. Well, we'll start here. So our first question came from Seth. Seth is one of the members of Thirst for Knowledge. And Seth, I'm going to get you back for how long this question is. You just wait. Natalie Portman and Mila Kunis had to work out for four to five hours a day, as well as restrict their calorie intake leading up to the filming of Black Swan. That doesn't sound like a question. That was a statement. There are more statements and then an actual question. Okay. All right. I guess that's okay. This caused the two women to lose a significant amount of body weight. Which of them do you think was more likely to slip up and eat a hot dog with peanut butter while preparing for their roles? Great question. Mm -hmm. Slowly but surely, I'm getting this to be a thing. We need like reverse quarantine. Like if one listener eats a PB hot dog and then someone they know eats it, then they'll rave about it at a party and then that will spread to four people. And fuck, it's going to be on menus at restaurants. God damn, a peanut butter hot dog revolution. I read something that DJ Khaled likes uh, likes peanut butter hot dogs. Really? Yeah. I'm. Oh, this is so great. Anyway, though, the short answer is Mila Kunis. Clearly, she's the bad girl. Like I can picture her, like instead of a pack of cigarettes, like it's just a pack of hot dogs, and she just rips open the the pack of frankfurters and sticks it in her mouth like a cigar. I can totally see that. So here's another twist. I did research, bitch. Natalie Portman is vegan. She's also been vegetarian since she was nine years old. Her idea of a cheat day is vegan ice cream. Mila Kunis is a self-proclaimed foodie who on her cheat days enjoys Chinese food and burgers. Obviously, 
if there was going to be one of them that's going to eat a hot dog with peanut butter on it, it's going to be DJ Khaled. Nailed it. Crushed it. Thanks for that question, Seth. Yeah, we appreciate it. Now, the second question we got is from Courtney. Glad to have Courtney in the fray here. Courtney's question is, what other animals could they become to make the ballet more interesting? So Courtney has just reinforced our idea that the ballet actually happened, which makes me happy. Mm. I hadn't realized that previously, but I'm happy that we have confirmed that-ish. So I did some research on this, too. You researched what animals would be good for a ballet? What are you yeah, talking about? No, unresearchable. Here's, here's what I did. I found online a face analyzer that will take your face and tell you what animal you most look like. <laughs> Mila Kunis was a snow leopard. Natalie okay. Portman was a giraffe. Wow. And I love so much the idea of giraffes in tutus dancing around on a stage very very seriously their necks just swinging about slapping together like they're having a big old sausage party makes me happy and i think that that is the answer so i also took our faces and put them into this animal generator that's why you asked me for a selfie you bastard i thought you just wanted to see my face because we were quarantined god damn you no i if i could go for even longer of a period of time without seeing your face that would be preferable (laughs) same asshole so michael you would be a cheetah Ooh, i would have never thought that and i am a wolf that oh that is so fitting for you yeah yeah you kind of look like a wolf yeah love it all right i like yeah so those are interesting there were multiple multiple systems that i used one of them i think this one was meant to also kind of inspire you so they weren't really terrible animals one of them was just like just every animal and you got a frog and i got a cat and that didn't seem nearly as fun. No, that doesn't seem right. I'd much rather be a cheetah and a wolf. I'm getting better at this research thing, guys. I'm trying. So I guess that means, based on Courtney's question, that she is actually a swan in this ballet. Yeah. So what I think are she is. But what are the characteristics of a swan? Like, I thought they were just beautiful. Like, isn't that their claim to fame? Yeah, but they're also like, they're typically white unless they're black. And they're also have long necks and orange beaks thank you for describing a swan for me are are black swans like a real thing in nature i believe so similar to like an albino animal that can have a white version that is not normally white are you just saying that or did you actually do research i'm pretty confident without research but we can look okay you researched that while i talk I, i thought some good animals would maybe be a bear natalie just lets her hair go wild and doesn't shave and sleeps half the movie no that sounds bad a tiger have you seen Tiger King on Netflix, Dave? Tiger King. I can't say that I have. Oh, my Lord. It's like Grizzly Man on meth. Have you seen Grizzly Ooh. Man? I've seen parts of Grizzly Man. Okay, first off, stop watching Black Swan. Watch Grizzly Man and Tiger King. Okay. So I get slammed by my wife for not liking animals. Like, it makes me a serial killer. People who are obsessed with animals, they are the true Looney Tunes. Like, every single one of these people in Tiger King is a living, breathing train wreck. Because they're just obsessed with tigers. Watch Tiger King and you'll know what I'm talking about. It's not even that they're obsessed with animals. They're just fucking insane. Every single person. Every single person. Hmm. Side note, though. If somebody asks you your favorite animal, is a specific dinosaur an acceptable answer? Um, I don't know if dinosaurs are technically considered animals. What about an insect? Also, I don't know. Where do you draw the line? What about a fish? 
if someone told me a, a fish or because uh, you didn't ask what my favorite mammal is, you asked me what my f- favorite animal is. Right. It's a stupid question. Not not Courtney's question. The question of what's your favorite animal? <laughs> yeah, is Courtney. How could you? Go ahead. What's your favorite animal? My favorite animal? Yeah. A triceratops. That's not an animal. We just discussed that. No, we didn't. You said you weren't sure. I'm pretty confident. Well, that's my answer. Suck it. Fine. Yours can be a triceratops. What's yours? Bald eagle. That's I'm horrible. That's a bird. That's a bird. It's also an animal. Congratulations. You've figured you, out. You know what other question is stupid? What's your favorite food is a stupid question. Like most foods are an amalgamation of many foods. So oh, like I, my, like I know your favorite food. Do you though? My standard answer is either peanut butter, obviously, or a cheeseburger. But is, is cheeseburger truly an acceptable answer for what's your favorite food? One minute. When you say, what is your favorite food? And your two choices in your mind are peanut butter and cheeseburgers. You find pause in the cheeseburger and not the fact that you just said your favorite food was peanut butter. Well, but peanut butter is one thing. That's my point. Like cheeseburger has so many components. And and also like there are like 50,000 iterations of different cheeseburgers. If you put a slab of beef and smothered it in cat piss and dog shit, you put it between two pieces of French toast with a hunk of Gouda, like that's still a cheeseburger, but I'd probably vomit. So like... How can you actually say or like if someone says like lasagna, like that's not really a food because it's really just pasta with tomato sauce and cheese. It has to be a base ingredient for it to be your favorite food. That's what I'm saying. Okay, hold on, though, because peanut butter is peanuts mixed with oils. So by your same logic, then you should not be allowed to say peanut butter is your favorite food and you should have to say peanuts. (laughs) Oils doesn't count as a food. Well, because if, if, if you ask someone said, "Hey, what's your favorite food?" and they're like, "Vegetable oil," then you, you get the <laughs> far away from that person that as you possibly can. But I, I, I stand by the fact that by your logic, peanut butter is not a base food. But it is though, because oh god, okay, fine. Then my favorite peanut butter tree. My favorite food is nut. That's what I thought. We <laughs> it was all coming down to this. We all knew, guys, that his favorite is nut. <laughs> Do you agree with me, though? Like, you can't have a food that's made up of many foods. Like, you can't say pizza because there's a million different kind of pizzas. But there, so that's like that's not so a that, fair answer. So if you if you aren't accepting of that answer, then you have to follow up with what kind of pizza or be more specific, asshole. Everyone likes still, pizza. What type of pizza? Oh, the sausage pizza from Frank Pepe's in New Haven. Okay. I still don't think, but uh, but that but a sausage pizza is made up of sausage, cheese, tomato sauce. Bre- like you, uh, you just mm, I don't know. I just think it's a bullshit question. I appreciate how excited. Well, I I, I don't think excited is the right word. How worked up you're getting over this, but I think that you are really, really taking the word food very literally. I think food can mean many things. Let's go get food. It is just like. Okay, I'm going to to get something. I got I got food at I got food at Five Guys. What'd you get? A cheeseburger. I've just defined what I got. Is that is that question at the wall? What did you uh, did you get onions on it and lettuce? That's what I mean. Like, but that's what I mean. Like, I don't know what you got. You can tell me you got a cheeseburger, and that could mean fucking twenty five different things. Correct. That particular restaurant. So I don't really know. I don't really know what you ate. But yes, but if you said. What did you get at Five Guys? And I said, I got a little cheeseburger. It only has one patty. Comes with the cheese. I only get ketchup on it. And I like the bun with the seeds. I also get a side of the little fries 
and I get them Cajun style, and then I dip them in ketchup and malt vinegar. That's perfect. Like you nailed it. Now I know exactly what you had. There's no yeah. lingering questions in my mind. And I you painted a perfect picture of what you put in your body. So if someone asks you your favorite food, then you shouldn't be mad about the question. You should answer it specifically so you feel comfortable about it. And you, as a person, don't have to ask anyone else. So stop bitching. <laughs> We just solved it, though. See, we 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 talked it out, and now we're on the same page. Solving problems, perfect. That are specific to one person who is Michael. <laughs> well, thank you, Dave. You're welcome. Glad I could enlighten you today. Anyway, did you find out if there are really black swans? There are. I sent you an image. Oh, there is a such thing as a black swan, guys. They do exist in real life. All right. Well, thank you for the questions. Yeah. Both our listeners there ask those questions via Facebook, our Facebook yep. page. However, you can do it on Twitter also. You can email us, thecentercutcast at gmail.com. And Hell, you can get... fucking send us an Instagram. You could. I don't you even know do how that, that works, but you could. Yeah. <laughs> Just a picture of a swan, question mark? <laughs> but that's how you do it. So thank you. Thank you so yeah. much. We appreciate it. And you can find us in all those places, too, so that you can get some news about the show, get opportunities to submit the questions. Like we said, we'll, we'll keep you guys informed on when we're going to be on Thirst for Knowledge. So keep an eye out for that. We'll mention it in episode as well. But always good to keep an eye so you know exactly what's happening when. Yes. What are we doing next episode, Dave? Next episode to celebrate Easter we are going to do Jesus Christ Superstar. Jesus Christ Superstar. I think that's how it goes. That's exactly how it goes. Neither of us have seen the movie, but we know how no. it goes. So there's that. Again, make sure you check out Thirst for Knowledge, however you listen to podcasts. And again, March 26th, we had an episode come out. And then there's one the following Thursday. So there's literally two episodes worth of content involving us and the center cut. So please go check it out. Those guys one that already exists right now and one that is coming out tomorrow. Yeah, do it. Can I plug something real quick, Dave? Oh, God. Yeah, go ahead. It's not for me. It's not for me. Yeah, sure. Whatever you say. So while we're quarantined, just a quick thing I wanted to say. My wife, Ashley, some of you know, some of you have listened to in the past. She has been doing donation only pay what you can yoga classes. If you want to check out her Instagram, it's at Roland ohms wellness that's rolling like the limp biscuit song rolling 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 underscore ohms like like a mexican guy saying hey ohms underscore wellness um like what none of us have right now can you spell those for us because your explanations didn't help at all so it's rolling without the g ohms o-m-s wellness like you know w-e-l-l-n-e-s-s good check job. her on instagram she has her schedule how you can join the class and now that i work from home during this whole thing i hear her teaching class downstairs and she's just so nice to everyone she's like a jolt of sun and i don't know why she's not nice to me but i know <laughs> but anyway check it out if you do yoga with her i'll do it i don't do yoga but you should do yoga because she's a great teacher and i'm not just saying that because she's my wife trust me i talk shit about her all the time She's pretty great. If honestly, if I had an, a choice of, of co-star on the show, I would choose her over Michael any day. Well, let's get this show on the road then. Again, enjoy your April Fools, everyone. And like the pirouette between two foites, it's always better in the center. 